Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I'm Brian, he's Ben. Hi, I'm Ben, and he's Brian. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, how, how you doing, Ben? How's it going? How you feeling? Uh, I don't know. My eyes are feeling allerger- allergy but allergy. I am feeling overall okay. So if you hear my eyes watering, sorry. Ooh. Well, uh, just so the people know what to keep an ear out for, what does your eyes watering sound like? No, I mean, have you, I, I mean, it sounds kind of squeaky. Have you uh, thought about just like oiling them a little bit? Uh, I, I, we have some motor oil, but I have not tried pouring it in my eyes yet. Okay, well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe after the show, just it's worth a shot. I'll try my best. But uh, anyway, how, how, you know, how's it feel to be back? This is our second recording session of season two. Uh, I would like to take the opportunity to thank everyone for the surprising warm response. Yeah, I, I thought everyone forgot we existed and was happy about it. I know. I mean, I forgot we existed for about six months. I, I, I did too. Well, the thing is, we only really live. It, it, we're pretty much Tinkerbell. We can only live if people clap for us. <laughs> and if they don't, then we forget we exist. Yep, that's. Uh, I think. I mean, that. I feel like that's probably a generational thing. Like most people our age, that's just that's how it is. So everyone, <clears throat> applaud throughout the entire time you listen to this. Is that a millennial thing? And also, do I get to be a millennial? Do I qualify? Yeah, yeah, you qualify. We are, like, we're on like the upper half of millennial, but we still we're like we're like the old grizzled millennials. Yeah, like we, we, it's harder for us to get into you know Snapchatting and Instagramming. The two things I have no idea how to do, and we don't say on fleek. Do I I have I have ironically, and I think I'm pretty sure. As soon as we became aware of on fleek, then it stopped being a thing. Yeah, well, isn't that the dad rule too? That once dad starts saying it, it's over. And then it's over. Yeah, I think so. I believe I heard that somewhere. Speaking of which, have, how many times have you dabbed, Brian? Dabbed? That's apparently a thing people do. What? Uh, what is? Uh, what? What is dabbing? It's some kind of weird thing where like you have one arm like pointed out like you're hiling Hitler and the other one's sort of over your eyes in the same kind of Heil Hitler pose. I don't know. Oh, right. Dabbing, dabbing. Yes. That's okay. probably not, thought... not a good description. <laughs> no, not the, not the, not the best, but, uh, it sounds I like know. one of those things that'd be forwarding all over Facebook between anxious parents thinking, Oh, watch out for dabbing. It's actually praising Hitler. Right. I thought you were talking about a drug thing at first. Oh I'm no. Like... Not only new dabbing is real, because uh, at work, we get people of all ages, and some of those people are like, oh, come on, dab. I'm like, why and what? Wait, they're asking you to dab for them? Sometimes. Sometimes. They'll start doing it, and they're like, oh, you do it too. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with this, so uh, bear with me. What what situation would you dab in? Is it like a celebratory thing? Like, oh, we got out of the room, everybody, let's all dab. Well, according to the kids... Uh, it's just any time you ever remember that it exists, you do it. Oh, That's how it oh. felt. Okay, it's like the. Is it like the game then? Oh, I lost the game. Yeah, I lost the game too. Thanks. See? Okay, I, I've, I've been winning for so long. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure everyone has for years now. For anyone might... who doesn't know what the game is, uh, the point of the game is just to not think about the game, and as long as you aren't thinking about it, you're winning. But if you remember it, you lose. You lose the game. Yeah, right. That's, That's true. Oh, see, I, I was talking about the Michael Douglas movie, The Game. Oh, I saw that movie. Someone oh. said, oh, it's like an escape room, and I watched it, and it wasn't really, but I still liked it. 
It's got the uh, it's got uh, Charles Marinette, the voice of Mario, in it. Really? Yeah. I think it's Martinette, not Marionette. Yeah, yeah, he's a Marionette. He's like a, one of the string puppets. Oh, no. all right. He he played a Mario puppet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that movie because it was like sort of like Saw, but without any of the violence or much of the violence. I thought that was like the defining characteristic of Saw, though. No, I mean it is for some people, but I think of it more as the mind game half of it. That's what I like more. Okay, so you don't go to Saw for the gratuitous amounts of gore it's more of a psychological thriller yeah that's mind. why i see saw because it's a thriller to me <laughs> that's why you see saw for the thrill saw. yeah seesawing is pretty thrilling we've gone a long way from the start of this conversation Whew. all right i'm desperately looking around trying happy. to find an escape uh dabbing uh, happy hour. let's happy hour right that's what we're doing uh let's move forward to happy hour Happy Hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that is making us most happy for the week. Ben, would you care to go first? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go back to an old Ben classic and pick out... Uh-oh, the... macaroni! No, no, no not a, a classic theme, not just a classic oh. thing. Okay. I don't remember all the stuff I've said, but I'm pretty sure I haven't said this before. I just discovered it around Christmas. I think so, you're safe, then. There is this Chex Mix snack I've never heard of before called Muddy Buddies. Oh, Muddy Buddies are great, yeah. Never knew they existed until I was in a convenience store because it was the only place that was open on Christmas Day, and Mm -hmm. we wanted to have some kind of dessert snack party with board games. A dessert snack party? Yeah, that's the best kind of snack party. I've never been to a dessert snack party. Uh, Please, next time you have one, uh, I would make the drive. Well, we frequently have them. Uh, A lot of times it's, let's all go down to the convenience store down the street and find out that they have a machine that makes milkshakes for you and buy a whole load of candy and desserts and eat those (laughs) while playing board games. Living the dream. Well, Muddy Buddies. It's like Chex Mix covered in delicious things. Mm -hmm. That's it. I I like the uh, peanut butter ones. That uh, The first one I tried was that one in Cookies and Cream. I like peanut butter more of those two. But then I was somewhere else and I found Snickerdoodle. What? They are amazing. They are so good. Oh, it's just the best thing ever. I've never had a Snickerdoodle Muddy Buddy. I haven't either. But, I mean, wait, no, I have. (laughs) (laughs) What? I hadn't either until I had. (laughs) Oh, man. That's how everything is, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't until I did, and then I did. Well, I'm holding them, and I we ate, like, half the bag a couple weeks ago and then forgot about it in the cabinet. And now they're sitting here, and I really want to eat them, but we're podcasting, so I don't want to. Yeah, no no crunchy foods while podcasting. Um, I mean, maybe you could pour some milk on it, and then we get soggy. You could eat it that way. This would be the best cereal ever, now that you mention that. <laughs> Just eat it as cereal? Snickerdoodle cereal. That's not the intended use, but uh, I support your... Uh... You know, if you were to choose to do that, that's totally your right. Isn't Chex a cereal? Yeah, Chex is a cereal. So it's already set up. I'll just eat this Muddy Buddies from Chex Mix. Yeah, you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to admonish your decision to do this because at this point, all cereal is just like wet candy anyway. So Yeah, I know. You just have to find the best wet candy. Uh, strawberry yep. Mini Wheats or Blueberry oh. Mini Wheats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, you no love for original Mini Wheats? Eh, I like the straw and blue. 
I like the I like the full size wheats. You know, I want the ones that takes like three bites to finish one one uh, frosted maxi wheat. Maxi wheat. Yeah, I was I was searching for a phrase to say. Maxi <laughs> wheat's uh, good enough. Wouldn't this be like you just have a chunk the size of like a ramen chunk, and you just dip it in milk and eat it? Yeah, absolutely, exactly. You should pitch that idea to Chex or to Mini Wheat. Who does Mini Wheats? Uh, maybe maybe Kellogg's. Kellogg, pitch it to Kellogg's. The fine folks at Kellogg's. Oh man, I know how cornflakes are made. It's a crazy story. Don't have time for it now. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm I'm curious, but check I out guess Alphabet we'll never Scoop. B is for breakfast. I think it's on there. I don't remember. Okay. Ooh, little little cross promotion, a little tease there. I'll have to check that out. Oh, but anyway, yeah, Muddy Buddies. They are delicious, and I want to eat some now, and I hopefully won't, but I might. I second to your happy hour choice. Muddy Buddies are uh, quite good. Quite well, good. Guess yes. time for Bum Patrol. That was your happy hour too. Yeah, I just I doubled down. Like me too. Like uh, <laughs> I'll do that from now on. Anytime it gets to me, I'll just say like, mm, same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It'd be a lot shorter podcast. All right, but I guess if I were to have to have my own actual happy hour pick, I would say. And again, I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm. We've been doing the show for how many years now? Six, seven. Since like 2010. Okay, so seven years. Um, wow, it's a long time. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize it's we, been we've that long. We've done it. We started in 2010. I don't know if you've been doing it for seven years. Okay. Well, okay. Then let me rephrase. We started the show seven years ago. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay, that's fair. These are delicious. So, I, uh, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things. I might have covered it before, so I do apologize. Um, so I'll keep it brief. My favorite thing to do is go into the movies to see an old film that has been re-released. It's the best. See it on the big screen. And I, as I'm saying it now, I do maybe realize that this might speak to a, a character quirk or flaw on my part. The fact that I would, I'm more comfortable seeing a movie that I already know I enjoy like, oh, yeah, we could see this new movie or Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know I love that. Let's go see that. Well, that's that's good reasoning, at least. I mean, it, it, what if you're between watching Raiders of the Lost Ark or the new Fast and Furious movie? Mm, um, well, I, I, honestly, I'd probably do both. Um, because usually anything that gets re-released is a very limited window. It's like, this weekend only. Come out and see Star Wars Episode One in 3D. Which is the thing I did. Oh, why episode one? That's just the one they did. That was actually their plan was to go back and uh, post convert all original six movies to 3D. But between the release of episode one and when two would have come out, Disney uh, bought Star Wars and they just shut it all down. They're like, no, we're doing new movies now. Good. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed seeing episode one in the theater again. How was the pod uh, racing? Uh, you know what? In 3D, a little bit better. Really? Yeah, I like the pod racing scene. I know it, it doesn't get a lot of love. It's kind of long. It's like a third of the movie. but It's really long. Eh, I don't know. I have they do a... like three laps. That's true. I have a soft spot for that entire thing. Now, t- now episode two, I can't defend, but one, I'll go to bat for. Okay. Uh, yeah, two, two is very the worst. Yep. But, uh, yeah, old movies. You ever go see an old movie in the theater, Ben? I have not yet. I keep, well, yeah, I guess not really. I keep meaning to, but I haven't. I mean, I, if you could, if you want to count that I saw The Room with Riff Tracks live on a theater, 
or mm. in a theater on a screen. I did that after I'd already seen the room with riff tracks on the computer. But it was a different riff track, though, right? Uh, yeah, most of the jokes were different. There were a couple favorites that were still there. Sure. But the movie itself was still the same. Okay. Well, I recommend uh, keeping an eye out uh, because it seems like there's been a trend recently of films having big anniversary re-releases. Yeah, um, I mean, you can make money but, from it. Why not? Yeah, sure. Like they already made the movie. Why not? You know, sell some tickets. Like last week, uh, there was uh, at my local theater they did a 25th anniversary showing of Wayne's World that I really wanted to go to. Wow. But I had to work, so I couldn't. I couldn't go see it. Oh. I'm a little bit bummed out, but I guess at the end of the day, when all's said and done, and I'm, you know, I'm on my deathbed, I don't think I'm going to say, like, ah, oh, I just wish I saw Wayne's World for a 28th time. I've never seen Wayne's World. I don't, uh, it might be too late for you. I don't what? know if you can, I don't know if you can enjoy Wayne's World now. It's very, it's very of its time, but maybe. But I've enjoyed other things of its time. I mean, I enjoyed Bill and Ted's, uh, the first movie, Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one. Okay. You, and you're not a fan of the Bogus Journey? Uh, I hadn't seen that one yet. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. I, I liked the first one. Yeah, it's enjoyable. There are a lot but, of movies that I probably would not enjoy today if I didn't try to get in the mindset of, what would it have been like to watch this then? Okay. Like certain you horror know. movies from like mm-hmm. the 60s or 70s, really not good to today's standards, but pretty good compared to the, back then. Sure, and I guess when you, I mean, I'm not, certainly not comparing Wayne's World to, like, Night of the Living Dead or anything like that, but I guess when you do go far enough back, you have to kind of realize what what that particular movie brought to the table. It's like, oh, yeah, before this, you know, this kind of thing had never been attempted before, so you don't get to these movies without this laying the foundation. Yeah, and sometimes, like, Night of the Living Dead, for example, uh, I forgive some things based on how I know they had a really low budget. Oh, like they that's... did the best with what they had. I would I will say that you're perhaps more savvy than uh, your average moviegoer. Oh, why thank you, Brian. I say the same about you. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Same. 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 Um Let's see. Yeah, old movies, man. I, uh, back in September, I saw Labyrinth in the theater for the first time, and that was incredible. Have you seen Labyrinth? Oh, wait. wait. It's Labyrinth with David Bowie, not Pan's Labyrinth with the hot, uh, hand eyes, right? Yeah, no, no, no. David Bowie. Okay, Labyrinth. I have seen parts of it. I never actually sat down and watched all of it, though. Oh, man. Isn't it like Fraggle Rock plus David Bowie? Maybe. Maybe. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a uh, familiarity with Fraggle Rock. To... I think it's going to get mad at me when she hears this. It's such a good movie. That's uh, I, I, yeah, I took a, I took a friend to see Labyrinth, and it was my favorite movie going experience of all time. Because as I was watching it, it's such a bananas movie. Everything's happening. I'm like, how have I not seen this before? How have I not seen this? How has nobody told me about this? <laughs> I need to but, check it uh, out then. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there are plenty of people yelling at their uh, devices like, eh, who hasn't seen Labyrinth? Get out of here, bozo. I uh, hasn't. It's good. It, yeah, I recommend going back in time, uh, September 14th, uh, check a, a 25th anniversary showing of Labyrinth. I, I might just try watching a Blu-ray of it. Oh, actually, it was the 30th anniversary. Maybe a VHS. Oh, cool. Yeah, VHS. 
So, uh, yeah, so if you watch Wayne's World and Labyrinth, get back to me and let me know what you think about those. All right, I will watch Wayne's Labyrinth. Is that what you call it when you just like watch them both simultaneously on different screens at the same time? Same screen, same time. Oh, like you're gonna like Xbox Snap mode, like watch one and snap one on the big screen. You just made my Xbox respond. Oh, can your Xbox hear me? Apparently so. <clears throat> it just popped up a listening menu. Hmm, let me yeah, try no, I, I think I'm gonna do split screen. Okay. Of the two. Or maybe have them both up on top of each other, but have like one of their transparencies turned down a little bit, so they're just kind of overlaid. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm curious to know how that works out for you. I will say that one of those movies is clearly better than the other one. Ooh, I'm excited to figure out which one. Aha! I'll I'll leave you I'll leave you waiting to find out. Um. So, yeah, old movies. I've I've uh tried several times to see Back to the Future on the big screen, and it's never quite come together for me. I've had a couple opportunities fall apart. Oh, no! But uh, one day, that and Big Lebowski, those are the two that I'd like to see. Although, I feel like Lebowski's one of those where if they did do it, like a lot of crazy people will come out, and then they'll be like quoting along, and then I'll mostly be annoyed. Oh, that's a really good point. That's That, that will happen. I'm, uh, I'm that rare... I'm that rare Big Lebowski fan that has a major distaste for other people that really like the Big Lebowski. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, we're the worst. They're just b-holes. <sighs> yeah, it's still a good movie, though. Um, yeah. But that's it. That's uh, my Bummer Patrol. No, I'm sorry. That's my happy hour. <laughs> His people quoting along to Big Lebowski. <laughs> exactly. I, actually, because I, when I said that, I was thinking about your story of going to see Rocky Horror for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, getting annoyed at everyone uh, singing and quoting along. Nobody told me that's what it was gonna be. Oh man, that's great. Wasn't was that was that your was that like a date? Was that what you were doing? No, it was a Halloween party. It was all. It okay. was like it was like soon before I actually like I sort of knew Megan, mm-hmm. but not that well. And it was just a okay. Halloween party that like at the university, not like a even a normal Halloween party. They were just kind of showing it. Okay. All right. In the Union or whatever it's called. Well, I've never seen that. Cat, out of the Muddy Buddies. What? You can't can't eat those Muddy Buddies? Kitty's trying. Mm. Get out of here. Shoo. All right, anyway. Is your cat cat named Kitty? No, she has lots of names. Selena is the main one. Uh, She also has things like uh, Stinky Chunks is one thing I call her frequently. Okay. She does not like that one that much. It does sound derogatory well she shouldn't have stinky chunks i'm sure she doesn't intentionally have stinky chunks she's doing the best she can maybe that's why she's trying to eat snickerdoodles Mm. anyway we should move on to the next thing whatever it's called the next thing Hey guys, it's, um, it's Brian again, here to talk about Bummer Patrol. What's, you know, we're talking about things that make us sad in the world, man, you know, just got us feeling feeling down in the, the, the blue dumps. <laughs> oh, I hate when I have the blue dumps. <laughs> yeah, if you have the blue dumps for more than uh, two days, you should see a doctor immediately. <laughs> I think um, if you just have it even one time, you should see a doctor. <laughs> oh, okay, see, I always, I always uh, wait a little longer than I should, so I guess we should listen to you on this one. But um, 
Bomber Patrol, what's uh, you know, what's what's got you down, Ben? What's when you look at the world, what's the one thing that you're like, ah, if only I could change this one thing, everything would be better. Go ahead, tell me what it is. Well, this one thing is actually a series of things at one location. Is it a series of unfortunate events? Oh, it sort of was, except uh, none of them I would call really a single event. They're all annoying things. Okay, so we went to see the Lego Batman movie, which I will talk about later. But the experience before and after was terrible. So I, I mentioned before how we go to this theater nearby that I used to work at, mm-hmm. that my mom's cousin... Uh, he used to be the manager of it, but he quit to take care of his dad. Okay. And I have heard that it's gotten bad there, uh, like for people who work there, because my co-worker at the escape room, her boyfriend works there. Okay. And he was saying how terrible it got, and oh, man. All right, so it was a warmer day when we went to see it on Saturday, this past Saturday. Yeah, when this comes out, this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was warmer here. It was, it's been cold. Uh, we walked in the lobby. It felt warmer in there somehow. And I'm used to going to the movie theater to escape the heat. Nice, like, comfortable air conditioning. Everything always comfortable. Even if you're cold, people usually can bring, like, a hoodie or a blanket or something, and they're fine. Sorry, a cat is now trying to knock down a poster. Stop it, Selena. Oh, what poster? Uh, how to deal with zombies. Oh, she doesn't want you to know. She does not. She's, I think she must be. She's... She's in cahoots with the zombies. No! Well, all right, so we got there. We ordered Fandango tickets, picked those up. The machine, the kiosk where you can pick it up, just spits them out on the floor, by the way. What? That's that's terrible. Yeah, you pick them up, and it's like, oh, you're just waiting for them to come out, and they all start falling on the floor. And this happens to everybody, and it has for months. Well, uh, we got through the long lines for food, got in the theater eventually, and it was pretty warm in there, too. I would end up sweating throughout the entire movie which was not cool. Uh, you know how before the trailers they have that like, oh, listen to this song and hear some trivia about this movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Well, we were seeing Lego Batman and one of the things was for Lego Batman. So they were showing scenes from the movie, showing a trailer for the movie, asking trivia about the movie that none of us had yet to see <laughs> because we were there to see it. Uh-huh. And I had been trying to avoid all trailers and clips after the first one I saw. So I was pretty disappointed in that. And uh, then, like, it got a little dimmer. We heard a loud, like, pop or crack coming from up by the screen. Didn't know what it was. It turns out, I think, it was one of the speakers failing. So throughout the entire movie, like, oh. I thought at first it was just a Batman voice filter because he's the only one that talks for a while. But then everyone talked a little, like, filtery, like they were sort of on the phone. And I thought it was still on purpose until... Every now and then, one character would say a line extremely clearly, and then it would immediately go back to bad. Mm. Yeah, no, this sounds like a largely negative experience you had, Ben. I'm it, sorry. It was. And this, when the speaker popped or cracked or whatever, it like scared everyone in the theater for a second. Uh, this is not related to the theater, but the guy in front of us was looking at guns on his phone. Like, he was shopping through guns while sitting in the movie theater. Not the best move. Okay. That was a little weird. Uh, Someone kept trying to Snapchat parts of the movie a few rows ahead. Uh, Oh, yeah. The trailers were supposed to start up right on time, and they didn't. The movie ended up being about 10 minutes late, which I think was supposed to be the trailers. But instead, it was just showing the logo and playing some pop songs I've never heard before. Then, finally, uh, a trailer started playing for, I think, Lego Ninjago or something. 
Okay. Halfway through, it just abruptly cut off and it went to black. And then the movie started soon after. The whole like uh, intro image with like the bouncing balls trying to show you how their sound works or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we saw half a trailer. The intro stuff spoiled me on stuff I didn't want to see. The sound messed up the whole way through, and I was sweating the whole movie. Did you file a formal complaint? Did you talk to the manager? Or... I didn't talk to the manager because I heard that he's worse. He's just terrible, and I didn't want to talk to him. But I did go on the website and file a formal complaint listing the things that, I mean, the guy looking at guns on his phone didn't really apply to them. But sure. all the things about how it's suddenly way hot in the theater when it's normally always nice and cool and the speaker messing up and the trailers not being on, all of that. Hmm. Haven't heard back, but... I was hoping they'd wow. give me a free, a free ticket or something, or at least sorry. Or yeah, or we'll work on that. Yeah, nope, just silence. But at least there, I did it. Are there any other options for movie theaters where you live? There are, and the other one is usually worse. It might be better oh, now, God. though. I don't know. It's usually less busy. It's on like uh, a little bit of a less good part of town, but not bad. Uh, the theaters. Uh, I mean, the popcorn's not as good, and it's not as big a size. But if it's air-conditioned, I'll probably go there next time. Okay, okay. It's further so... away, though. The other one I can probably walk to in, like, ten minutes. Oh, really? The 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 one that's usually good. Hmm. I mean, this could maybe it was an isolated incident. Uh, maybe the they were having trouble with the AC unit that particular day. Uh, you know, I... I'm I'm gonna say give them one more shot. Don't write them off after this one time. But if uh, you go back and it's the same negative experience, then uh, I would say good riddance to them. Oh, what made it extra negative is I was super excited because every time we see a movie, it's usually not the opening weekend, and we end mm-hmm. up in one of the smaller theaters that they have there. Oh, so you're on the the big boy screen. We got week, lucky. So. I was like, yes, finally, theater eight. That's one of the big ones. And then this is what happened. I'm like, oh well. Okay. But one of the best parts about the movie, uh, this isn't about the actual movie, so we're good still. There was this one kid during certain parts would just crack up laughing and laugh like long after the funny part ended. He was the best. <laughs> just remembering it? He loved it so much. No, he just was still in the same string of laughter. Okay. Just still okay. going. Is he like um, like the movie equivalent of a hype man? Maybe they hired this kid to go and sit in the movies and laugh and... You know, spread joy. Like, oh, that kid seems to like it. It must not be that terrible. Oh, that kid loved that movie. I uh, I also saw this movie um, opening weekend, and uh, yeah, kids seem to really enjoy it. Adults seem to enjoy it too. Not as much as I mean, uh, our series of adults did. I didn't hear the other adults laugh as much, or when they did, they laughed at different parts from what the kids laughed at. That's true. I I mean, I I enjoyed. Okay, okay, I enjoyed it all for the most part. I won't say anything more specific until we get to that segment. Yeah, okay, so uh, that's what I am bummed about. What are you bumming about? Well, Ben, my bum patrol for this week is um, something we've all done. It's a shared experience we've all had. Uh, using the bathroom. Using the I hate it. It's the worst. Uh, no, my, my bummer patrol is talking on the phone. I hate it. It's the worst. You know, I, I just, when I'm talking to someone, you know, it's very important to me. Visual cues. I what get a lot this? of visual cues. I, this, this is, I feel okay about this. 
We've been doing this for a while, but you will notice when we get to the very end of this recording, one of my big problems with phone calls is ending them. I never know how to end them. So it's just me kind of trailing off like, well, I guess uh, I guess I'll get going now. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you later. That's uh, fun. Uh, so it, usually it's like a 20-minute ramp down to actually saying goodbye. And um, if the the person on the other end you know, knows me well or more experienced with phone calls, they'll put me out of my misery and just end it quickly. Like, yeah, okay, all right, bye. Like, oh, thank God. Oh, that's great. They did it. Yeah. I've never in my entire life gotten off of uh, ended a phone call and thought, yeah, that went really well. I feel good about that. It's, yeah. uh, it's always a high-stress, high-anxiety situation. And I don't know why I pay $80 a month for the privilege of carrying this box around where every so often it just rings and I just, I'm just like overcome with like panic and dread. Like, oh, no, this is the worst thing that could happen. Because well, sometimes you need it. That's all. And also data. That's true. I mean, I usually use mine for audiobooks more than anything. But Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have that problem. Uh, the phones for work go to my phone whenever we're not open. And oh, oh that is nice. the worst ending ending the conversation sometimes. Uh, I keep wanting to say thank you because that's what I do when I'm on the phone with someone else. But they'll mm-hmm. say thank you. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm like, for calling. But I usually forget that part. It just gets awkward, and I don't know. I have a hard time ending it. That that seems like that could get awkward, yeah, because if you're accepting work-related phone calls off the clock, you know, while you're, you know, out, like, maybe grocery shopping with your wife or something, it seems it would be, it would be difficult for me to get back into, like, a work mindset, right? It is. I have to go, oh, okay, work time. Because I appreciate the separation of work and home. That's why I make uh, everyone at work call me William, while nobody that actually knows me ever calls me that. Because I feel like if they called me Brian, it would be too personal, too intimate. <laughs> <laughs> I have everyone at work call me Steve. Oh, nice. That's not true. I mean, for, you know, for me, it's you know William, or you know uh, His Excellency. You know, there are a few different things, but not Brian. Supreme Overlord. Exactly, yes. That's another good one. That's the one I go with, usually. I mean, you know, that's just how it is when you're living that manager life. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay, yeah, we're not going to go further down that path. Because uh, uh, I could I could just spend like 20 minutes talking about terrible management stuff. And we'll save I that for the next minute work. I will I will spare you those details. Um, but yeah, that's my over patrol. Phone calls, hate them. Always have, always will. Text, man, texts are such a lifesaver. They are, but but this is just one long phone call. It is, and for the most part, I can handle this very well. You're one of the few people I can carry an all audio uh, interaction with. But I don't know; it's always difficult. There, visual cues are important to me, and there are things that I feel like I can get away with saying in person that on the phone it doesn't quite translate, and I don't know why. What have you been saying? Uh, you know, just, um, yeah, it's not, not terrible, like sarcastic things. Oh, like, okay. Uh, yeah. To where, you know, if they, if they can't read your facial expression, I, I don't know. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not great at, uh, expressing emotions, uh, vocally. Like I'm kind of, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm a little bit monotone. I'm not good at expressing anything in any way. <laughs> Same. Me too. 
<laughs> that's me expressing myself. That's all right. That seems like a good place to wrap it up. Express uh, yourself. <laughs> that concludes Bumper Patrol. Now onward to box office banter. A little B.O.B. And now, on with the show. This is uh, a rarely seen segment where we talk about movies that are new in theaters. We both saw a new movie this weekend. I saw two. I saw the one you saw, and then I also saw an additional one because uh, I had a lot of free time this weekend. Really? You saw Fifty Shades Darker? uh, Well, no, I didn't quite get to that one. If (laughs) I went to see a third new movie this weekend, that might have been it. Okay. I haven't seen the original, like Fifty Shades Lighter, whatever the first one's called. Of Grey? 49 Shades Darker. Oh, yeah, it goes with, like, the whole Oceans kind of way of doing trilogies. So then it's, like, 51 Shades. You know what? I, I honestly, I think 51 Shades of Grey would have been a better sequel title than <laughs> whatever. What is it? 50 Shades Darker? Yeah. It's like, no, guys, we just added another shade of gray, a little more <laughs> gradients. A little bit lighter gray. <laughs> That's <laughs> And then you have, like, these, um, what, 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 what are they called when you go to the paint store, the, the different colors? Oh, like paint, paint swaps or swatches? Yeah, paint swatches. Like Are you just have those like, watches. Oh, you might be thinking about swatches. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I swabs, swaths. No, no, it is swatches. I just looked it up. Okay, swatches. Okay, uh, you just have fifty-one paint swatches. It's like, all right, which one's the new shade of gray? It's like, ah, they kind of all look the same. I don't know. I think it's elephant. Oh, That's the new uh, do, shade. Do all the shades of gray have their own name? Because I would probably run out of gas after naming three or four. There probably are. You know they're actually way more than 50 Shades of Grey? What? No. How life, many Shades I mean. of Grey are there? In ter- terms of like actual shades, uh, I don't remember. It's like like one or 200 shades, I think. Hmm. There are a lot of shades, though. Okay. There are ones called uh, like Pessimism, Boredom, Undefinedness. <laughs> are, are these real? I think so. <laughs> okay. The ones like light gray and dark gray, if you want some that sound really real. Sure. Yeah, those sound real. I've heard of those. <laughs> and there's one like, like silver gray. Like slate. Slate gray. Also, silver is not a real color either. Anyway. Mm. Well, uh, you mentioned earlier you saw the Lego Batman movie. How uh, how did you feel? What do you think about that? Positive, I did. negative? I loved it. I thought it was good. I thought the people were good. I thought the storyline was good. I liked Batman. He was good. Uh, I loved how... Overall good. Yes. I loved how they acknowledged that all of the other Batman incarnations exist. That was fun. I liked that a lot. Reference back to them several times throughout the movie. Kids won't care, but adults will. Sure. No. Yeah, like you're... Like, your four-year-old niece isn't going to, like, lose her mind laughing hysterically at the shark-repellent joke, but I really appreciated it. I like that. I like uh, whenever – I think they're talking about the Joker and Batman and, like, how they've fought before. And they mentioned, about what about his plan with the two boats? That was a dark night. (laughs) That was a dark night, yeah. Prince music, all of that. Referencing those when they would, like, show Lego versions of, like, the movie posters – 
for all the movies oh. and cartoons and everything. Oh, sure, sure. Like when when Alfred was like listing the years, like oh, he went through this in 2012 and 2008 and yeah. that weird one in 66. Like, like oh, I remember the these posters except Lego fied. Uh, I don't want to spoil what the story is, but I liked what happened near the end, the second half of the movie, I guess, or second, second third, the third the, third, like the beginning of the third act. Yeah. Yes. I liked what all was going on there, which I can't mm-hmm. spoil. Like the uh, the we'll, we'll we'll talk around it in broad strokes. The uh, when you with the villains plan is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this, all the villains that they had in the movie, basically. Okay. That was cool. I, I yeah, I was also way into that. I I feel like, have you did you end up watching Batman v Superman? Uh yeah, I did watch that one. I and I I I'm gonna guess you probably liked it more than some people. But I, I'm curious to know if you agree with me. I feel like uh, the Lego Batman movie had more respect for the source material than Batman v Superman. In which case, it was like, eh, whatever, it's Batman. You can do what you want. I don't care. Uh, this one. The Lego Batman movie seemed to have a better grasp of the the, the pathos of that character. Yes, it's, that's it. Seems to be how most Lego, at least the Lego games, are. The Lego games really respect the source material, and they throw references all over the place. Like we've been playing Lego Dimensions recently, which I'll have to mm-hmm. mention sometime in a warp zone or something. And we play like the Mission Impossible pack. And at one point, when you're walking around, uh, like there's a hub world that contains parts of each of the five movies. If you walk by the part for two, which was directed by John Woo, one of the characters talks about like slow motion doves he saw nearby. Oh, it's great. I love let's, that. Let's randomly reference that. Or like if you're in the Shanghai section, someone will talk about how like they need an umbrella because baseballs were raining from the sky and they don't want it to happen again. That happened in the third movie. Mm-hmm. It'll just uh and they're really, really good with it. It's been amazing. Like we've been playing the Lego Batman story pack, actually. Which has like six levels roughly covering the movie, but they have like different lines and sort of different like areas that, but they have all the major plot points. I don't know. It's good though. Uh, okay. I liked the movie. There were some parts I like, I liked all like the most famous Batman villains that were in the movie, but they had like one line each <laughs> and they had like yeah. famous people acting on all of them. Like Conan O'Brien was the Riddler who had one line and laughed a couple times. Mm, that's true. And then uh, Doug Benson did his, Bane voice, which he's been doing for years. Bane had a few, at least. He had a few lines. That's true. And then they also, I like that they also uh, went deep into the bench of uh, his rogues gallery and did, like, the bad Batman villains, like Condiment King. Yeah. Uh, They had Egghead from, like, that one episode of the 1960s Batman. That's true. That's true. Um, Who else? They They did Calendar Man, but not, like, the cool long Halloween Calendar Man, like the original Goofy Calendar Man. Yeah, like calendar pages as a cape calendar band <laughs> the the pencil one the pencil one's the only one i wasn't familiar with is that an actual batman villain i think it is i didn't know who that rabbit one was was that one of the alice in wonderland ones oh was it i don't know i, I missed I, it because this whole movie at least the whole first half of it i wished i could do like a pause and rewind for a lot of it because there's so many things happening in the background during scenes or just things going so fast that i missed a lot of it Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. It was good. It'll though. definitely definitely be worth a second watch when it uh, comes out on DVD. What was it? The thing that you weren't sure about? What? Uh, what I thought you said. I thought you said something negative about the movie. Oh, uh, 
No, I I don't. If I I don't remember, I don't have anything negative to say about it. Well, it was, at least uh, you liked it for the most part. Did I say that? Yeah, at the start. Oh, oh. I kind of I kind of loved it. I don't know. It was, <laughs> um, you know, it, it it handled the source material very well, while also kind of um, respecting what the, those Lego movies are trying to be. It fit it fit very well into what the Lego movie established. And um, yeah, no, it's good. It was uh, relentlessly silly, but uh, sometimes that's the kind of Batman movie you need. That's why I like the 1966 Batman a lot. They poked a lot of fun at just how Batman in general is, which I liked. It wasn't just, oh, look, he's brooding and serious all the time, and that's how he's supposed to be. They made fun of him for that, like the whole way through. They made fun of the whole Batman is the best thing. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. but they made fun of it. That's true. I like the um, <laughs> that joke where the code to get into the Batcave was Iron Man sucks. Yes, was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that, but that's pretty. That was pretty cool. I, I, yeah, every, everyone in theater laughed at that one, kids and adults. Uh, kids laughed in particular at a part early on in the movie where Batman was flopping around saying nope over and over. Oh, the kids like that one? Kids, oh, that's one of the times that kid just cracked up. <laughs> kid just lost it. He's never seen anything like that before. No, he had not. Adults loved references to the past movies, it seemed, a lot of that. And some of the more subtle jokes. And a couple that were almost adulty but weren't actually. Like, if you're a kid, you'd have no idea. Ooh, like, like, like what? Like Batman talking to the Joker, saying that he likes to fight around. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one. I, I also noticed that there's a line that they changed from the trailer where um, there's like a news report like, Batman has again saved Gotham. I'm sure he's going home to celebrate with family and friends surrounded by lady underwear models. And in the actual movie, it got changed to lady tennis players. Yes. But see, what was weird, I noticed that because of my Mumble Patrol earlier, that trailer was in it. <laughs> And so I oh. saw that, and I saw it right afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That changed. But at the end, Batman still referenced lady, like, fan or underwear or something wear models. And I didn't know if that was like they didn't change that too, or they wanted to keep them both different, or what. I didn't know if it was a ratings thing. Like, how how many times in a PG movie can you talk about lady underwear models? I don't know. I mean, he referred to himself as a Playboy billionaire too, and that was in there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, I loved it, and it it might be my favorite Batman movie. I don't know. <laughs> I think it might be. That's a crazy thing you just said. I oh. know, but I loved it so much. It's like the most fun I've had watching a Batman movie. Yeah, it's the most fun Batman movie. Uh, yes, okay. I really you like know The what? Dark Knight. <laughs> you know, now that, you're, now that you mentioned it, I'm thinking, and I'm like, the only one that I would maybe put over it is Batman Begins, because I just really really love Batman Begins, but yeah, maybe this might be the best Batman movie. One thing I liked is, this is like the first Batman movie, it seems, where you don't have to watch his parents die again. Yeah, that's so true. so tired of seeing that. Yeah, we get it. You get it, Batman. E- like everything. All games have to do it again. Everything has to. This is just a picture of them hanging out enjoying the movie. And it doesn't really serve any purpose, because we all know like it's it, it's like it's like saturated the culture where people are born knowing like oh yeah Batman uh, his parents are dead that's they come out know. yeah like you <laughs> you the come out of the womb his parents died in Crime Alley by he was killed by his parents were killed by Joe Cold is that the dude's name Joe Chill Joe Chill okay there you go he has no chill <laughs> that's well they're gonna save that for Millennial Batman a reboot where his parents <laughs> get killed by Joe No Chill <laughs> make some kind of Lynn Manuel Miranda rap, so you can rhyme those two things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, he'll uh, obviously 
Lin uh, Manuel Miranda will uh, be doing the soundtrack to uh, the Millennial Batman. It's going to be huge. <laughs> millennial Bat Batman. No, never mind. Never mind. Didn't work. Pat Bat Millennial. Yeah, I was trying to make it work, but I forgot it's Mill, not Millennial. Okay. Anyway, what have you watched? Well, I saw the Lego Batman movie. Oh, how'd you like it? <laughs> it was uh, pretty good for the most part. Wait. <laughs> it's the best Batman movie. Uh, no, it was great. I enjoyed that. Uh, and then the very next day, I also went to go see John Wick Chapter 2. Oh, is that like a sequel to, or a spinoff sequel to Beauty and the Beast about what happens to Lumiere? No, no, unfortunately not. This is uh, it's actually the sequel to John Wick Chapter 1. Oh, was it called which is not the one? Which is not the name of that movie, oh. no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, John Wick, a couple years ago that came out, uh, the best surprise action movie of forever. Like, incredible. came out of nowhere. The directors uh, actually did stunt work, stunt coordination on the Matrix movies. Oh. So and so that was that was their first movie directing. And you can tell that they just really knew their stuff because the action scenes are so well choreographed. And they do these really long, uh, far-off t- uh, shots of him fighting where it's like, oh, yeah, he just took out eight dudes in one take. Like, they let you actually see the action that they, uh, you know, took all the trouble of mapping out, which I appreciated. I don't remember the plot of the first one beyond... Something happened to his dog, so he goes and kills a bunch of people? Yeah, that's the plot. That's the... Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah. why he went to certain people. I remember there was, like, a hotel, and that people were just dying everywhere. They Okay, so the, 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 secret, the secret sauce in that first movie is uh, you go into it thinking that it's this very kind of, you know, paper-thin plot, where it's like, oh... Uh, these these Russian mobsters killed his dog and stole his car, and now he's got to go murder like a hundred people to you know get revenge. But then, like as the movie goes on, they kind of drop these little hints at like a bigger mythology that they have built in this world, where it's like this world of assassins that all follow a very strict set of rules and regulations, and they all uh, stay at these hotels called the Continental. It's like, well, you know, no assassin can do business while at the Continental. It's a safe haven where assassins can just, like, chill and hang out. Oh, yeah. And they uh, they build upon that a lot in the second one in a really cool way. Good, because I forgot about that until you mentioned it, but now I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's secretly the best part of that movie. I liked that, ha- but then I didn't get to know enough about it to remember it. And they, they have their own form of currency, like these weird coins that they weird. use for everything. Anyway, like so... Yeah, like Shrew Bucks, but for assassins. Okay. Uh, so you get to the second one, and it picks up right where the first one left off, where uh, at the end of the first one, he murdered all the people that he needed to murder. And um, the the second movie begins with him getting back his car, which is a great, crazy, cool action scene that I won't spoil here. Ooh, good. And then, and then you know, not to spoil it, but uh, he thinks he's out, but then he gets pulled back in, and through a series of circumstances it gets to the point where the entire world of assassins are coming after john wick oh man yeah like they put a hit out on him like oh uh seven million dollars for any for any um you know assassin that can kill john wick anyway uh you know i'm not gonna bore you with the plot but it's uh beautifully shot like the action scenes play out almost like a i don't know like a ballet it's like beautifully choreographed like Incredible across the board. Uh, I can't recommend it enough to people who enjoy that kind of thing. Well, now I want to watch it. 
I think you should. And then it also, I hope it does really well because I've never, I haven't seen a movie end with such a big blatant setup for the sequel since The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, no, I really want to watch it whenever the to new where, one comes out. So, yeah, so I walk out of the theater like, man, that was crazy. That was incredible. Oh, man. But just imagine how Chapter 3 is going to play out. But now you have to wait years. Yeah, probably two years. That's probably what I'm looking at. That wouldn't be too bad. No, no, I can live with it. As long as it, you know, financially does well enough to justify doing another one. Ooh, Justified was good. Oh, man, wasn't it, though? <laughs> We're switching over to channel surfing, apparently. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. That's uh, I need to check what that I saw. Out. Uh, it might be my favorite John Wick movie. Oh, really? I can't I believe know. you would say that, Brian. <laughs> I, I can't I can't even like jokingly call it my favorite Keanu Reeves movie because it's just such a high bar. What about John Wick Begins? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they'll have to do that in ten years with like a younger actor. The John Wick Rises. The John Wick Chronicles. Oh, so wait. Speaking of younger actor, uh, I enjoyed all three Transporter movies because they're Jason Statham movies where he gets to drive and kick butt. But then mm-hmm. they made a prequel with someone else, and I don't really care. Have you not seen it? You're just not going to watch it at all? I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, Transporter. Oh, that's not Jason Statham. Oh, well. I'm out. Yeah, because he, he was the draw, right? It's yeah, like, oh, that's why I watch his Statham. movies, is to watch him do stuff. Yeah, the, I don't know if they if the people in charge were under the delusion that the Transformer is like a James Bond-type character, where it's like, no, we'll just get a new guy to play him. It'll be fine. It's supposed to be a prequel with him younger, but why not just make a sequel with him still being cool? Because they would have had to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, but he's worth it. I, Cause he, isn't that the only reason I started watching Fast and Furious? Is because I think you or someone else told me that the newest one was going to have Jason Statham in it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch these now. That does seem like that might have uh, swayed you a little bit, yeah. And I have never gone back. Because I can't. I've already watched them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's because I never went back because that's not how time works. <laughs> Unless you have a time machine. In which case, it's not really going back. You're not rewinding it. You're just jumping back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you don't really go back unless you're talking about, like, some uh, Lost or Slaughterhouse-Five style, like, consciousness time traveling. In which case, you are going back. Or, well, no, you're still just kind of jumping back but changing stuff. You're not, like, going, like, reversing it unless you're, like, that guy from Braid. Oh, yeah, Tim. So you can actually rewind time. Hmm. Anyway, movies. There's some yeah, good ones. They're, they're pretty good. You should. Uh, I recommend uh, the kids go out and see John Wick 2 and uh, parents, the Lego Batman movie. Exactly. Oh, how's La 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 Land? La 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 Land? Yeah. Is it about that Tinky Winky? No, that, that's not what they're called. No, Teletubbies? Yeah. No. Yeah, the there, other one? there are no Teletubbies in La La Land. Uh, I, I, I don't want to see it now. I love, yeah, no, I, I, like, I like La La Land a lot. It's really... I think it's really charming, and uh, I'm a big fan of that director's previous work, Whiplash. Did you see Whiplash? He did Whiplash? No, I've not seen that yet, but you kept oh. talking about it. Yeah, Whiplash is cool. Um, yeah, it's beautifully shot. I like the performances. Uh, the story's great. I, on, on the first episode, I was kind of grappling with this idea that I didn't think I was a big fan of musicals, but I really liked La La Land. But I have been vindicated because I saw a friend of the show, Trent Armstrong, talk about how he did not like La La Land because it didn't match his standard for musicals. Like, ah, 
it wasn't choreographed well enough. The numbers weren't big enough. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that explains it because I'm not a musical guy. So that's obviously not the thing that attracted me to it. And I'm still struggling to really pinpoint why I like it so much, but it's it's fun. I don't know. I'll probably see it one more time in the theaters, you know, round three. I've been trying to figure out musical stuff as well since we recorded that. And what Trent described isn't what I look for in musicals. I think it's mostly the songs. Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, I like not like big dance numbers, but if there's a small one, someone walking around doing creative stuff to a rhythm, that's fine. It's like I, I really liked the Phantom of the Opera movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Moulin Rouge counts as a musical. I mean, they're musical numbers. They're just not original songs for the most part. Uh, Sound of Music, if you want like a classic one that I like a lot, Mary Poppins, any Disney movie really, I guess, is a musical. Yeah, my most. But then I watched. Uh, Sweeney Todd, which I was really excited for, and I liked it, but it wasn't really what I was expecting. And I think it's because, well, for one, I read that it's closer to uh, an opera because almost none of it is spoken. Mm, it's like okay. n- nearly all of it is sung throughout the whole movie, which apparently is what makes a musical an opera or vice versa. Uh, also, it's almost every line was really short, so like every few words it was rhyming. Okay. Which made it feel more like fast rapping, I guess. And also, so, some of the rhyming felt kind of lazy because a lot of it was <laughs> ending it with "sir" or ending it with like "Mr. Todd." Like, well, oh. you're not rhyming; you're just saying short lines, ending it with their name over and over. Oh well, if you if you're not a fan of ending rhymes with the word "sir," you should never, never watch Hamilton ever. Oh really? <laughs> no, yeah, that's. Because I'm convinced that the origin of that, and I can't prove this, but I'm pretty sure the origin is that uh, Lin-Manuel was uh, just at home one day, and he realized that Aaron Burr rhymes with the word sir. It's like, brilliant. I can do an entire musical like this. And that's not a, a diss. I enjoy it a lot. But Well, I mean, at least that's rhyming with something else that isn't sir. But like a lot of it would be like, yes, sir, okay, sir, and that'll be like one line, and that will repeat. I mean, I guess it's like a reprise in a song. They keep saying it over and over because it kind of fits with how they already did it. I get kind of tired of them saying, like, okay, Mr. Todd, it's blah, 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 Mr. Todd. Like, and they kept doing it, and just stop. Okay. Also, she kept so, calling him Mr. T, which was very distracting. <laughs> uh, does he ever pity the fool? He does not. But one time, like, she talks about how much, like, he likes silver, Mr. T. I'm like, no, Mr. T likes gold. <laughs> no, no, uh, Mr. T loves sil- silver, I guess. I don't know. That, that was just distracting. And I guess it so, was the musical was written, I think, before Mr. T was Mr. T, or before he was okay. super popularized. But still, come on. He's Mr. T. I like the movie overall, though. Okay. And, but you know the whole like idea of Sweeney Todd? You know, the whole barber meat pies? Yeah, he's the, the demon barber of Fleet Street, yes. That doesn't seem to be that much even that, I mean, that's in the movie, but that's not what the movie's about. That just happens in the last like chunk of the movie. Oh, what what is it about then? It's about how uh, a barber. It's about a barber and his wife in Victorian London. There's even a song called "A Barber and His Wife." And uh, are you hitting the video button? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's about a barber and his wife. Uh, the wife gets taken by this judge, sort of, who loves her in a creepy way, <clears throat> and the barber gets framed for something he doesn't do and has to spend time in prison for a while. He comes back 20 years later, finds out the judge has uh, <clears throat> the barber and his wife's daughter, and he's been raising her for the last 16 or 17 years, and he's in love with her now. 
and the barber wants to get revenge on the judge and try to get the daughter back. Hmm. And then meat pies happen later and then, on. And then that also happens at some point. It happens. He teams up with like the lady who lives below him. And that happens. Yeah, I might watch it at some point, but you're saying not a great musical, songs not great. Uh, no, I know. I mean, la- it, lazy, it lazy good. rhyming. That's what I'm hearing. It was good, and I enjoyed it. It just wasn't what I was expecting, for what I thought it was. Okay, well, the songs were stuck in my head for a short time, but they're not now because everything just seemed so short to me. And it's a thing musical musicals do where they like take a song and it mashes up into another song all of a sudden whenever the two characters meet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it seems to do that throughout the whole last part of the movie, and so I don't remember any of the individual songs anymore, because it all ended okay. up in one big mashup song, sort of. That's is that a that's a common musical thing, though, right? It is, but like I still remember a lot of the different songs from Sound of Music, and I don't remember the tune of any song in Sweeney Todd. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Just the, how they keep saying "Sir" over and over and over and over, and Mister Todd over and over. Okay. Okay, but okay, but the the rhymes. Um, so like an example of a Hamilton line would be like, "Well, if it isn't Aaron Burr, sir, I didn't think that you would make it to be sure, sir." Right? Is that? I mean, that's a little. That's is still that okay? different because Burr and sure still rhyme. Okay. So the sir just like tacks on like if it's a two syllable word. That's one thing. They, they just. Uh, I'll try to find an example sometime to show you and maybe post somewhere about the Sweeney Todd sirs. Okay. Anyway, we've done. Uh, I, I I've bet, done, this isn't. I mean, I guess musicals are in movie theaters. That's true. We were talking about musicals, and I'm still struggling to figure out how I feel about them and my relationship to them. I guess the thing about La La Land, and maybe all musicals, you can maybe tell me, is I like that everything's in a very heightened emotional state, where it's like, oh, they're feeling so strongly that they're just going to bust out in a song and dance and just like say the thing they're thinking, which is yeah. great. As somebody that has trouble reading people, it's like, oh, yeah, I know he's sad because he's singing about how sad he is. There you go. <laughs> Why can't humans do that in real life? <laughs> exactly. Why not? No, yeah, that's what I think of more in musicals, I guess. Maybe that was pro- part of my problem with Sweeney Todd was that it wasn't a musical, that it was more of an opera. You knew what everyone was feeling because they were just constantly singing it. It wasn't like they sang it and people were just dancing and then it went all went back to normal. It was just He was just always singing it constant hmm. like the singing I... the entire narration whereas like in phantom of the opera like uh all of a sudden it'll be like the they're talking about stuff and then the phantom is singing some song up in the rafters where people would probably be able to hear him if it were a real movie <laughs> but they don't and he's just talking about how sad and angry he is and then they go back to talking okay yeah okay so that's like a musical thing like how La La Land opens with this big elaborate uh, dance number on some L.A. freeway where traffic's at a standstill and everybody gets out of their car and starts dancing and singing about how it's like a city of dreams or something. I don't know. And then everyone's back in their cars after. Do they like slowly walk back or are they just suddenly back in their cars? No, no. As soon as the number ends, they all turn around, get back in their cars and then drive off. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to see this movie then. I love it in a way that I can't quite explain or understand but i enjoy it a lot anyway that concludes box office banner let's see if we have any email in the old mailbox sound the mail's here oh great thanks what's this a letter for me 
If you'd like to write the show, I encourage you to send us an email at happycastfeedback at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, ben, do we have any email this week? We do. Oh. We have an e-neal. A neal mail. A neal neal. An e-neal? We have a sure. neal neal from Neil. Orange peel. Oh. What does eel neal orange peel have to say? Uh, the subject? Woohoo! Season 3. Dot dot dot. Series 3. I guess if you're in the UK, it's Series 3. That's true. Uh, he says, hi, chaps. Great to hear you back podcasting again. I'd almost given up hope of another series. Now let's see if I remember how to do this. My happy hour pick this week is, well, you guys podcasting again. Oh, thank you, Neil. My bumper patrol is still my broadband problems. Have I mentioned how bad my internet connection is? No? Well, it's still as bad, I guess. I'm resigned to the fact as long as I live where I do, I will never have a good connection. But you live in a beautiful rural area, though. So. You do. Like next to Trade a castle off. or something? Or in a castle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, when I think of uh, the UK, I just think of uh, pictures I see on Facebook. Like, oh, yeah, there's Neil at a castle or something. Mm, good times. Neil is a king. Confirmed. Uh, ben, Pointless Celebrities. I'm surprised you watched that. I've watched a few, and I don't know most of the celebrities who go on the show. And celebrities is in quotes there. <laughs> a little I, bit of snark there. He's talking I about feel Magic better. Game, right? Because I, I almost never know anybody. There was one Christmas special where Warwick Davis was on. And the guy that plays uh, Filch in Harry Potter and is also a character named Frey in Game of Thrones. He was on. And I knew two people on one show. Uh, there's a comedian special. I knew a couple of them because I watch panel shows. But I just watched a Christmas one where they had a bunch of people who were performing in pantom- or pantomimes. I thought you were going to say pantalooms, but I almost said pantos, but then I realized that I barely know what that is, so I'm just going to go with the full name of pantomimes. Uh, I don't know if anyone knew who they were. I think some of them were members of bands that were only popular in the UK. I don't know. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I I I only watch the celebrity ones because the normal people ones, the normal people are really boring. What, now what what are we talking about? The sh- the, the game show I watch called Pointless. Oh, okay, all right. I it's thought like he was calling celebrities dude. pointless. Oh okay. no, yes, yes. no. I, I remember this now. <laughs> I, I watched the celebrity edition of Pointless. Yeah, it's like a uh, name of a country that starts with you, and you don't want to say United States or United Kingdom because everyone says that. You want one that no one thinks of, like Uruguay or Uzbekistan. But uh, yeah. Normal normal people on the show are usually pretty boring. Mm. So I skip them. Yeah. Old normal folks. Normal folks. All right. Well, uh, he says, anywho, keep up the good work. Awaiting the next Epidition. Keep, stay happy. Neil Orangepeel. Ah, thank you, Neil. Lovely to hear from you. It is. And that's the only one we've heard from, unfortunately. Well, that's fine. That's Time fine. to close Maybe. the mailbag forever. Just throw it into this fire pit. Well, maybe we'll have more uh, email on the next episode. Maybe we will, but probably we, not. <laughs> we, de- we definitely won't because we're about to record the next episode. So, yeah, we won't. <laughs> okay, well, maybe uh, in two episodes we'll have some more. But probably not. Yeah, but maybe. If nobody claps, we die. Oh. <laughs> Better sad, start sad, clapping. Sad but true. It is. Okay, how do we close this? 
Well, uh, we say, uh, well, that concludes this edition. Uh, thank you all for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, remember, keep happy. happy.